Welcome to the Fantasy Football Drive. Out here, Sean and BK. Fantasy Football Drive. We are back, except for it's not we, it's just me. Uh, Sean is unfortunately feeling under the weather, unable to join us today. Uh, Sean, hope you feel better, buddy. And uh, he expects to be back for the weekend show, so um, onward and forward here. Uh, some news. Uh, Devonta Smith on the Eagles. He has missed uh, his last five practice sessions. Um, although Coach Sirianni says he's day-to-day, I do think that it's a little bit of a level of concern. I know we're not expecting the same from him as we – you know, did before, uh, now that A.J. Brown is there, he's a dominant wide receiver one. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a concern to see Smith banged up already. Um, so hopefully he gets back to practice. It's just uh, nothing to be concerned about, so we'll keep our, our ears open for that. Um, another thing, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard this news kind of going through all the sports talk shows uh, about the uh, Patriots offense having problems and Mac Jones and, everything going on there. And I, I was just reading an article before starting the podcast here that uh, is still struggling and still continuing to struggle. Uh, running games even not looking good. Receivers aren't getting separation, not getting open. Um, you know, it's it's all defensive coaches there. There's there's no offensive coaches there. Um, I believe Matt Patricia is the last I heard that could be calling plays. You know, he's a defensive coordinator. He was head coach on the Lions for a few years there, nothing really successful, but yeah, I don't know. It sounds like it's a mess with that uh, New England offense. Um, starting to make me wonder, you know, how much they are missing Josh McDaniels. Uh, I know Belichick is the master and the goat of coaches and, you know, he's to be respected, but I expect we should see something different in the preseason games or at least uh, see a little something from that offense. So I believe they play Thursday night. So um, I'll uh, tune in and check and see how that goes. Um, and then Christian Watson, uh, Packers rookie wide receiver, still not practicing. Uh, he's still on the active, although pup list. Um, they're saying within another week, um, I believe that's what their GM was referring to, and then, you know, obviously, Romeo Dobbs has been the rookie wide receiver there in Packers camp that's stolen all of the headlines. So, um, you know, he's probably feeling a little left out. Uh, he probably is anxious to get out there and show what he can do. But, you know, with, with a rookie coming in like that, when you're missing reps and you're missing that important time to get your rapport down with Rodgers, uh, I think that kind of puts Dobbs in a lot better uh, situation. Um, possibly in the fantasy realm for this season. So I have to keep our eye on that, see if Watson can get healthy and see what he can do. Um, we've seen the highlights of Dobbs, so it's uh, going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, then it's NFL preseason time. You know, tonight we got uh, two games on. we got the Giants and Pats. Like we discussed about seeing that Pats offense, I'll be watching for that. And we also have the Titans at the Ravens. So uh, all, you, all you guys and gals, enjoy your NFL football. Uh, we're going to get plenty of it over the next four days. So enjoy. 
I know it's just preseason, but hey, nice thing is we don't have a weekend without football until what, like middle of February? With uh, so yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, you know, so you can tell from the title of the show, we're gonna be doing a, uh, or I will be doing a best ball deep dive to tonight. Um, you know, it's fun. If you haven't ever done the best ball, um, you know, it's a 20-round roster typically. I know some are 28. Um, but, you know, you pretty much do 12-teamers, 10-teamers. I, I think I've seen them all, three, four. Um, you know, it just depends on how many people you want to play against. Obviously, the, the less amount of teams, the thicker and heavier your roster is going to be with all that talent. Um, I typically myself like to do the 10 and 12 team best ball leagues just to kind of replicate, you know, what my normal skills are in doing the deeper leagues. So um, I feel kind of gets me ready for my draft. Um, and on top of that, they're fun to do because you all you have to do is draft a team and you don't have to manage anything. You don't have to pick waiver wire guys, set a lineup. You know, it's all done for you. You're your best guys are stuck into your lineup. Whoever has the most points at those positions, those guys you drafted are your starting lineup. So that's why you're getting that best ball lineup. You're getting the most points that your team could score. Um, basically your perfect lineup will be your starting lineup every week. So it's pretty fun. Um, I recommend checking it out if you haven't yet. I know I use FanDuel quite often for that. Um, I have friends who do other, on um, other um, sites and stuff too. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Um, you really need those deep sleepers and some guys that you maybe aren't expecting to do a whole lot. You're, you're really going to be counting on those guys. So um, yeah, it gets pretty interesting. Um, so what I'll do is I'll start kind of just deep diving in here um, on some of my thoughts on some of the guys and, you know, uh, a best ball lineup that uh, I think that you should try and achieve. Um, it's pretty realistic, so I'll mention that at the end. But I'll jump right in here to uh, my best ball quarterbacks. Um, I, you have your obvious ones, you know, your your Lamars and your Herberts and Josh Allen, all those guys. Um, when it comes to the quarterbacks in best ball, I say either – Take one early and get it out of the way and then worry about getting depth later or you just plain sit back and wait. Um, I typically will just sit back and wait unless, you know, it gets like sixth round and I see a guy there and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't let him sit there. I, you know, it'd be great to have him as a starter. So, yeah, I'll usually grab him then. Um, usually like to have between two and four quarterbacks um, on the roster just in case. Um, also, not a bad idea to have a handcuff if you feel comfortable with that. Like if you drafted, say you not necessarily drafted Rodgers early, but if you had Rodgers, just to be safe, if you're in your last 20th round pick and you want to pick Jordan Love as like a fourth quarterback, I don't think there's anything wrong with that just in case Rodgers is out. Um, so so if you do take the the waiting game, you know, some of the guys that you'll be looking at that you can, where you can load up at running back and wide receiver and wait, um, you'd be looking at like, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Davis Mills. Um, those would be some some late guys to grab. Um, and then if you went even later, you know, you could be looking at like, 
Malik Willis, who would be backing up Tannehill. And also, you never know if the Titan season doesn't go as planned. Possibly Willis plays and they bench Tannehill. You never know. Tannehill hasn't exactly been all the time in his career. He's been better over the years, but, um, you know, you got, you got a young quarterback and a team that's not going the direction they expect. No reason to not stick in Willis. So he's a good guy to get even later. Uh, Jimmy G is going really late in best balls. Obviously, we don't know what's going on there in San Francisco. Um, so, yeah, he's going late. He's undervalued. I'll tell you what, either he gets his release or gets his trade. He ends up with, uh, you know, Seattle or even I've heard rumors of New York and the Giants there. You put him on a team like that, um, I mean, he's going to be a, a very good fantasy best ball quarterback for you. So um, don't overlook him. Also, Kenny Pickett, another guy. You say the Steelers season isn't going as planned, or he beats out Trubisky plain and simple. Boom, you got Kenny Pickett. You got yourself a decent backup uh, best ball quarterback way late. I mean, way like you're talking almost the end of the draft. Same thing with Desmond Ritter. Falcons rookie quarterback. He's going really super late if he even being drafted at all. I would recommend drafting this guy. The Falcons are not going to be good. They're, they'll have every reason to stick in Desmond Ritter, Ritter later in the season. Um, let's say you have Rodgers and they locked it up. They bench Rodgers. You have Ritter. He ends up scoring a whole bunch of points later in the year. He's going to be a great best ball quarterback to have as an insurance back there. Um, you know, so these guys could pay off late in the season, like I said. Uh, just stuff to think about when you're doing the best ball, especially with the quarterbacks. You know, guys do get banged up. Concussion, you got to pretty much miss a week now. Um, so you want to have that depth, but it's ultimately your call, and a lot of it just depends on how the draft goes. Um, and then with uh, running backs. You know, again, you got your obvious ones, your Jonathan Taylors, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Eckler, Najee. Um, you know, I when it comes to best ball, I would recommend loading up early on running backs. It's not my typical thing to do in a regular 12-team season-long format, but uh, when, when it comes to best ball, I, yeah, I say load up on that depth. Um, guys are going to be going after receivers, but you can get that receiver depth in best ball later and you can get some good depth in those uh, mid rounds. So I say load up on your running backs early, um, get that depth and then grab those handcuffs, grab those handcuffs and those deep sleepers. Uh, you're going to want those guys, um, you know, and some guys that you can look at even slightly later because we know we're obvious ones, even like our Montgomery's and, you know, and those sort of guys, Antonio Gibson, where they're a little bit later, like RB twos, um, you know, some other guys that you can get even later would be like James Cook on the Bills. The rookie, uh, he's going to be a monster. The win, we don't know, but it would be nice if he's on your best ball roster for a game that he has three touchdowns and goes for you know 150 yards. Um, better yours than somebody else's. So you know, it's nice to have a guy like that. Uh, Rashad White, or rookie on uh, the Bucks, another guy. Um, you know, for that, we don't know quite what his condition is for sure. We know they like to use the running backs. If Fournette's banged up or for whatever reason, maybe he's not productive like he has in the past, not well, not so much recently, but in the past, you got yourself Rashad White, a nice, talented, young running back. 
it ended up paying off. And the same philosophy with Damian Pierce on the Texans. He's another running back. Maybe you're not going to see a lot of value or a pay, um, you know, a lot of payback from your draft value there right away. But later on in the season, when possibly you have guys that are banged up and either, you know, still hate to say it, but COVID could be around still. Um, at least then you're going to have, you know, a guy like Damian Pierce that could fill in and could possibly be a starter by middle to end of season. So, you know, just th th things like that to keep an eye on. Um, you know, and then you look even later at guys when it comes to best ball that, where you're just wanting that depth just in case or your handcuffs. Um, you know, you look like Khalil Herbert. Could end, when, he, when Montgomery was out last year, Herbert was basically an RB1, maybe on the cusp of a two, but he was very effective. Um, and Kenneth Gainwell, another guy, he, you never know, he could end up being the starter in Philadelphia. Miles Sanders hasn't done enough to prove that he should be a for sure number one. Um, you know, as an Eagles fan, I enjoy watching Miles Sanders play, but I don't think that he's earned the automatic right to be the number one. Um, and Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell had moments last year where he looked really good. So wouldn't be surprised to see him shoot up that depth chart. And um, I just want the best guy out there. So keep your eye on Gainwell. He's another guy that could come up and steal that number one spot. And then Brian Robinson Jr. We've talked about him in some of our sleeper episodes. The running back for um, the Washington Commanders. He's going to end up taking these goal line carries away from Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, you could be looking at a guy who could get six to ten touchdowns. Um, if he happens to have a two-touchdown game, and, you know, I mean, he could be on your best ball bench and, and could be there to at least stick in your lineup on a day where somebody else doesn't shine. So it's another good guy to have. Same thing with uh, Raheem Mostert in Miami. You never know what's going to happen and pan out there, but it it's a, seems like it could be a potent offense. Um, Samir White on the Raiders, another young running back. You know, Josh Jacobs' contract is up at the end of the year. They don't know which way they're going there. Kenyon Drake, you know, he's a, more of a vet running back. Look, look for Zamir White to be a stud later on in the year, maybe even by the middle of the season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was even sooner than that. So another guy like that to watch for, Damian Williams on Atlanta. Um, you know, Cordero Patterson's over 30 years old. Um, he's been used quite a bit, especially in the last couple of years. Um, he's not necessarily a three-down type back. Um, I think Damian Williams is going underlooked, especially in best ball. I see him sometimes not even going at all, and he should be. So, uh, And lastly, another one of these even later guys to have, Rex Burkhead. We've seen years where Rex Burkhead has these anomaly games. I'll, I'll take the chance on, let's say, you know, maybe my sixth running back or so. I'll take a shot with Burkhead on there and just see what happens. If he happens to have a big game, he could benefit me and help me out during the season. So, you know, I think I think you probably want at least five running backs in best ball here. Um, I usually try and get it at six, but I think you need to at least have five. Um, and, it, you know, if you think they should have gone er, um, earlier, you know, you see a guy in your draft and you're like, can't believe this guy's here, just, just take that running back. Because it, you're, you're going to need them anyway. It's just to fill up depth. If you see the value there, take them. Um, and, and for wide receivers, 
Um, here in best ball, you know, again, your obvious ones. We don't even need to go through them. Your Jeffers and Chases and Cup and everybody. So, um, you know, this is where it's a little different. You can start at least three, but depending, you could start four um, in, with using your flex. So uh, this is where I like to have some depth. Um, I usually have seven to eight receivers to be safe. Um, lots of guys... Lots of guys that will excel later in the season. I like those guys. Um, so, you know, some good late value guys that you could hit on. And this isn't really super late value. I'd say like wide receiver three-ish or later value, like Alan Lazard, Russell Gage, Robert Woods, uh, Valdez Scantling, uh, even Michael Gallup. You know, obviously you're not going to see him right away, but could pay off later in the season. Um, so, those would be some late value guys that I think that you'll see, you know, if you did decide to take that tight end a little early or quarterback a little early, I think, uh, you know, you could feel comfortable with these guys that you'd see at a wide receiver three, possibly giving you that wide receiver two value. Um, even later guys, you know, when coming to wide receivers, whether it be for late in the season or for a handcuff um, or, you know, just as concern for injury, uh, Jamison Williams. The rookie on the Lions, he, you know, he could have a, a Monroe St. Brown type run at the end of the year. We saw what happened with Monroe last year. He dominated like the last four weeks of the season, big time. Um, be nice to have that kind of guy on your team if he was doing that. Uh, George Pickens, another guy, rookie wide receiver in the Steelers. I I've said before on the podcast, I'm not a huge Claypool guy. Um, haven't quite seen it yet. But, uh, you know, I, I think George Pickens could see some good fantasy value. Um, so we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Nico Collins, I've mentioned him, too, on the Texans. Second-year guy. Seems to have a good connection with Davis Mills. Um, could be a guy that you get even later that pays off for you. My big sleeper that I mentioned on Tuesday's podcast, Wondale Robinson. Another rookie guy that, you know, he's really going to end up paying off. I don't know, again, if it'll be early, but by mid to late season, I'll fi they'll figure out what they have there with this guy, and he will get he will get some time and get some play and get some action for some fantasy points for everybody there. And Romeo Daubs, another guy we've talked about several times here now. Uh, love his value. He's, still, he's going way late still now. He's been moving up on some of the ones I've done lately, but still, still going later than – what his value could end up being there. Um, and Bellis Jones is another guy that I like. Maybe, again, is like a 20th round pick, maybe my last pick, where if I'm just taking a shot in the dark, want a guy that might play later in the year, possibly be a starter, and just get some nice garbage time fantasy points. Uh, yeah, Bellis Jones is good for that. Um, and your wide receivers, again, you're going to be relying on them for a good chunk of your points. So do your best to get the best value um, and, you know, try and get that, that seven to eight. Like I said, you really want that depth because um, that could pay off for you. Um, and moving on to tight ends, again, you got your obvious ones, um, but you can wait. I mean, you don't have to have these big, big stud tight end names. Um, in best ball, when you have the depth, I really feel like you don't have to reach on these guys. I feel like you can get better best ball depth when you just get your running backs and your wide receivers and load up there. Um, I think when you 
I have an opportunity to get the depth a depth with these uh, tight ends. I mean, your, your potential go is it goes deep on these. So I mean, even a guy that you know is going like 24th could be a guy that ends up at the top 10. Um, you just never know with these guys. So um, there, there's tons of great depth with potential here, um, like David Njoku, Evan Ingram, uh, Robert Tanyan, Albert O on Denver. Those guys are going way late and still can give you great value at tight end in best ball. Um, even later, you could go like Brevin Jordan, which I've mentioned him on here before, uh, Mo Alley Cox, and even Cameron Bright, you know, on, on the Bucks. Uh, Gronk is gone. Yeah, they signed Kyle Rudolph, but that doesn't really say much to me. You know, Bray could easily fill in that role. He's ahead the reps with Brady, so keep your eye on that. Um, you probably would like to have about three tight ends. Um, but if you do have a stud tight end, you could probably get away with two, which would be your only benefit to having the stud tight end. But to me still, uh, you can get more value at those uh, other positions. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I was going to go over, like, my best lineup here. So I'll just kind of mention what I think could be, like, a, a good best lineup. I'm not going to go the full 20, you know, 20-player 20 depth or anything. But, you know, ones that I've done, kind of averaging out and seeing where they're going, I would say if you could end up with, like, a Brady and Kirk Cousins quarterback duo, um, maybe like have Najee, Javante Williams, and A.J. Dillon as a – as your three main running backs. Um, Jefferson Chase, or excuse me, uh, Jamar Chase, um, Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, and Alan Lazard. Um, I've had that four-way trio um, at wide receiver. That's pretty nasty if you can get that. But it is possible they are going in that, that layer of rounds that way if you use your rounds properly and not reach on a tight end, which is why I ended up with, like, Mike Gusecki. I end up with Mike Gusecki a lot. Um, again, if you have Gusecki, you could end up with like David Njoku or Brevin Jordan backing up behind them and feel pretty comfortable having that depth if Gusecki doesn't necessarily pan out. Uh, Gusecki is on uh, final year of a contract, so he's probably, and I think he's franchise tag too, so he's going to be playing for some money. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really my, my best ball deep dive here on that. You know, I've been doing that for a few years now. Um, like I said, it is a lot of fun. It, you got to take a little bit of a different approach to it. Um, you know, you're you're looking for a lot of those kind of sleepy guys that might not even play at all, but you take a chance to at least try and get them. Uh, so, you know, again, it was just me flying solo on this one. Sean hopes to be back. He should be back for the uh, weekend show. Uh, we're gonna hit on. You know this logic of why why it's not the best idea to draft a running back in the first round, and why why that logic and the stats tell you that that's outdated. So that'll be up on the weekend show. Um, you know I want to thank you guys again for listening on my best ball deep dive flying solo. Um, reminder you can go to facebook.com/fantasydrive. Also on Twitter at drive underscore fantasy. Uh, check out our website, fantasyfootballdrive.com. You can uh, leave questions on there for us, uh, call us names, um, check out our rankings, um, you know, 
we have our YouTube videos on there as well. Um, whatever you want to check out, you can read about us on there. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys again. Until um, the next time, I'm BK, and that's the end of this drive. Peace out.